Bruce Lee back here on the Jar of the Boss Man show. We have a great show for you. As, as promised, we are joined by the new coach of the Austin P. Governors, Matt Figure here on the Boss Man show. Coach, you told us out there it's a great day to be the good governor. How is it feeling to be a governor now, Coach? It, it, you know, it's like Christmas for me, fellas. I, um, you know, I being in this profession as long as I have and um, being on the ride that I've been on the past month, you know, I wake up every day and it's like Christmas, man. Be, get, being able to go to the Final Four, um, being in that wonderful experience and that environment with the players that I've been around. And then, you know, last week being named the uh, uh, the head coach at uh, Austin P University, man. My life is, is awesome and it's great. And, Coach, what does it mean to you to be, be the coach of the governor? Now, like, what about the Carsville, Austin P, the OVC, the major you want to take this job and lead Coach Martin in South Carolina and come out here to Austin P, coach the governors? Well, you know, the number one, um, the tradition of the Ohio Valley Conference. It's, it's had a rich tradition of, of special players, special teams. You know, Austin P has, has shared in that, in that history. Um, that was one thing, the, the passion of, of the fans in the league. Um, it's a basketball league. Um, they believe, you know, when, when your teams are competitive, the teams, the, the, the fans rally behind you. Uh, those were some of the things. And then, you know, you look at the career of, of, of what coach Luce had, you know, he spent 27 years there at that program. He built that program. Um, basically in 27 years, you know, there was, you know, coach Kelly was there for two different stints. So all those things you put in, in, uh, in combination, it, it tells me there's something special about uh, Clarksville and that university, Austin B. It just, that was on the surface. And when, once I got involved and I got to know Ryan Ivy and I seen his vision for what he wanted with the athletic department, that got me even more excited. And then the, um, the topper was uh, Dr. White. She's got an incredible vision for athletics. And you put all those combinations together, and that makes it a really good job. Now, Coach, shifting away from uh, the basketball court, and th- this is a move for you and your family. Um, how has the, the, the family been as far as, you know, making this move? And what resonated, I guess, with on you, what resonated with you on a personal level with the city, the administration, and the university? Well, understand, I've got an unbelievable wife. Um, she was, a she was a basketball player herself, uh, was actually a really good one. Um, and she was also a coach. So she understands it's not like, uh, she doesn't get it. So she understands, um, you know, I've got a young son who just loves basketball and loves the fact that his daddy's a new head basketball coach. Cause that's as much as anything he watches coaches and, and, um, he has a special interest in basketball. So th- my family's been real supportive. It's, is it, is it easy for them? No, this is, this is not an easy transition um, because, you know, while I'll be, you know, uh, diving into the job and just focusing on recruiting and getting our players better and everything, you know, my wife has to do all the, the hard lifting of, of moving our family and, and uh, doing all those tasks. So uh, for them, it, it, it's going to be hard, but I, I've got an unbelievable supporting family. And that was big to me as well is being able to move my family family if I was going to move from being uh, uh, the associate head coach at, at the University of South Carolina in a great town of Columbia, you know, participate in the SEC, I had to move to a town that I felt like was going to be special for my family. And, and I, I feel like that's Clarksville. Um, the way it's grown in the past 15 years, I, when I first started going to Clarksville, 
um, was back in 95 when I was recruiting Sean Marion. And um, the town was very intriguing to me then. And I just watched the, the growth of the town over the past 15 years. And you know now the population's up to 150,000. It keeps growing closer and closer to one of the most vibrant cities in the United States. When you think of Nashville, you know, it's there in the same breath as Las Vegas and Miami and New Orleans. You know, you, you put Nashville in, in, the, in, in that type of that type of atmosphere. So it was it was real intriguing to me. And coach, when it comes to recruiting, coach, what kind of guys are you talking to bring into your program here at Austin P? And do you feel recruiting at a high range level already will help you in the OVC because you don't know how to get guys at a high level and bring and you know how to find those kind of diamond and rough guys to bring in to your level, play the OVC level and beat stars. You know, I, 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 I've been at different levels. Um, I recruited junior college kids for 10 years. Um, so I, I, I've been able to do the junior college. I was, a, I was an assistant at the University of South Alabama in the Sun Belt for five years. I was able to, to help uh, take that program, which was on probation at the time. Um, we took over back in the early 2000s and turn it into um, – you know, back-to-back Sun Belt Conference champions uh, my last two years. And then the, the following two years, they had the two greatest years of, of the history of the basketball program. So there was four great years there. And then obviously being at Kansas State and South Carolina, even though they're high major jobs in a high major conference, you also have to get very creative in your recruiting because you don't, you're not, um, you don't have the name and the reputation of a Kansas or a Texas or a Kentucky or Florida. Um, so you have to really go out and evaluate kids um, to make sure that they can be, they can play at that level at some point in time. And the biggest thing I look for in kids is do they love to play and, and do they have a chip on their shoulder? Do they have something to prove? Um, you know, what type of teammate are they? All those things that maybe, you know, people get so caught up in people scoring points. Well, I get caught up in b- people being good teammates, people that are play hard, people that uh, guys like to be around. So um, that's kind of where I've started everything with recruiting, and, and it goes from there. So I don't know if that answered the question, but that's kind of how I look at recruiting. Uh, Coach, that answer goes directly into my next question, which is, you know, as you go on uh, this season coming up and beyond, when people watch – your team play, what are the things that you want them to take away after watching your team in action? Well, I tell you what I don't want them to take away. I think it's the biggest insult to a coach is, is for somebody to walk away from that team and go, Ooh, that team was really talented, man. That's a really talented team. Um, yes, I'd like for my team to be, be really talented, but I'd also like people to see our team play and go, man, that team plays really hard. Uh, they play together as a team, they execute, they're fundamentally sound, they're well-coached, uh, they're disciplined. Those, to me, uh, are the superlatives I want to hear when, when you talk about my team. Not, man, they're really talented. Because there's, you know, in, in this business at different levels, there are teams that win basketball games because they are really talented. And, you know, um, I don't, I, I'd like to be really talented. Don't get me wrong. But I, I would rather be a team that's well-coached, well-disciplined, play fundamental offense, play fundamental defense, share the ball, really enjoy the play, and, and just play as hard as they possibly can. And, Coach, I want to ask you about 
coaching under Coach Frank Martin. He comes on our show once a year. He's always been in greatest time with us. What, what was it like to coach under him and be on his staff all those years from Kansas State to South Carolina? And what was that run like to go on that run with him? And how does that run just really affect you as a person and person going for the rest of your life? Well, you know, I working for Frank, it's more than just a, a coach um, – boss employee relationship i i've known frank for 20 plus years frank and i started working together back in the early 90s in camps when he was a high school coach uh, and i was a junior college coach and our relationship went from from that to me coaching his players in high school i had five of his kids at miami high that played on my junior college teams and then uh when he got into the the division one i i sent three three kids to go play for him at northeastern so I went into the business with the business side with him as a really close friend. And, you know, from that, um, it, it helped us for 10 years because we knew we, we already trusted one another. Um, so that was, that was huge. And, um, the one thing I, that I've, I found working for Frank is that he's, a, uh, an incredible X and O guy. He's an incredible motivator. He's an incredible teacher of the game. You know, a lot of people just kind of seen it now today with the way social media is, um, you know, but back in 2010, um, we took a team at Kansas State, went to the lead eight and, you know, was real close to going to the final four at Kansas State. Um, so I never thought in a million years, I know plenty of guys uh, who are really good basketball coaches who have never got to experience playing in the final four. Um, and the ride this year, you know, I, I give that credit to our kids. Um, you know, when we lost to Gonzaga, you know, there was some tears in the locker room from the kids. But at, me as a coach, sit, just sitting back and being in awe of everything, I realized that I was a part of something where every person on that team maximized themselves. And when I say every person, I'm talking about every player, uh, every manager, the strength coach, the athletic trainer, the coaching staff, everybody maximized who they were as people. And the result was, you know, having a ride of a lifetime. Well, Coach, I'm sure, you know, you felt a tremendous amount of pride in that moment. And, and I'm sure that the state of South Carolina had a tremendous amount of pride in uh, the team as well. So what do you think that the long-term effect is going to be uh, from this magical run that you guys went on uh, to the Final Four this year on the state of South Carolina in terms of uh, the basketball program at the university? Uh, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, as, as Paul Feinbaum said um, on that Saturday, I think it was Saturday or Friday, you know, he was coming to you live from Columbia, South Carolina. He goes, I am sitting in the basketball capital of the world right now for college basketball. That's powerful. Um, and I think from that moment going, this point going forward, you know, it, it's going to continue. Don Staley has created a, a, an atmosphere for women's hoops. Um, and she's young, you know, Gino Oriyama has only got so many more, you know, rodeos that he's got to ride. So on the women's side, you know, you're going to be hard pressed to beat South Carolina now because Don's getting ready to be probably the highest paid coach in college and women's college basketball. Uh, and, and it doesn't look like she's slowing down at any point in time with, with, with what she's doing. So from the women's side, it's going to be great. And from the men's side, it validates, number one, it validates Frank as a head coach. Now everybody knows, all right, this guy's coaching two sweet 16s. He's coaching two elite eights and he's taking a team to the final four. That's powerful. 
You know, one of the best coaches of all time is uh, Coach Cheney from Temple. He never had the pleasure of taking a team to a Final Four. So that kind of tells you the magnitude of what going to a Final Four carries. It also carries weight down with the in-state recruiting and, 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 and legitimizes the University of South Carolina. Um, because usually kids in the state of South Carolina has went to the other Carolina. Uh, you know, you historically look at the kids, the best players in the state, and they have outreached and they've went out of state because there hasn't been any tradition. Now, uh, kids that are growing up now that are freshmen, sophomores, eighth graders, seventh graders, they now look at their state and they go, wow, we can, they play basketball there. Um, because when you look at the fan support that, that we got, you know, when we played our two games in Greenville, it was a home crowd. We played Duke. It was all South Carolina. When we went to New York City and we played in Madison Square Garden, it was packed full of Gamecocks. And when we went to, to Tempe and played, uh, excuse me, out in Glendale, out to Phoenix, uh, that arena was full. There was 40,000, 50,000 Gamecocks running around uh, that stadium. And so that's powerful. And, and now I expect next year, you know, for the whole season to be sold out. I, I expect 18,000 in that, in that arena every game. So from that magnitude, I – it's nothing but superlatives. And I hear that, Coach. I thank you for sharing your stories with us, Coach, about South Carolina and your time there, Coach. It's really a great story, and I really was cheering for you guys. I know I shouldn't root, but I told Coach Martin a text that <laughs> I'm cheering for you guys. I'm not going to say it out loud, but I really, but I'm cheering for you guys because <laughs> so, he's always well, been good to know, me and John. Well, it, it, fellas, it was just great. It, it, I mean – I, I like to think every person who's ever been an underdog in their life got on board with that team. It was, um, it was special. It was special that, uh, you know, the, the words that people said and, and, and it's just like the blue collar guy had a chance to have a voice for, for once in, the, in, in our lifetime. And that, that's what to me was special. Yes, indeed, Coach. And, Coach, I'll tell you what, I look forward to seeing you guys. You know, we see uh, our BLC Media Day. I, I covered OVC a lot as well on SEC and ACC. So I will see you guys at the governors up there, and I'll see you guys uh, at the Media Day, Coach. Look forward to meeting you in person. Shake your hand. Thank you for coming on the show today and have you on in the future, Coach. Guys, anytime you want me on, you just just let me know. I, 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 I'll do whatever I can to promote our program. Uh, you know, I – I'm not going to be a guy that sits there and promises wins and losses. Uh, but I think if, if, if once you learn something about me and, and the people I surround myself with, I can tell you we're going to play harder than anybody else. And I hear that, Coach. You've definitely moved me and John today. And I know the listeners are enjoying hearing you as well, Coach. We look forward to talking to you down the road and seeing you real soon and supporting you and the governor's coach. And you have a good, great one. It's good to talk to you, Coach. We really enjoyed the conversation with you today. Hey, thanks, guys. You have a blessed evening. You too, Coach. That was Matt Speaker here on the Boss Man Show.
all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Back in the jar of the boss man, so we're joined by Austin Pease, head coach, match figure. Now we're joined by a guy who I learned like myself, a Florida guy, such a Florida I four brother of mine, the new coach of Bethune Cookman of the Wildcats, Ryan Ritter on the Boss Man Show. 
Coach, how are things in Daytona today, man? Things in Daytona are awesome. Just fired up to be on the show and, and fired up to be a Wildcat today. Well, I hear that, Coach. How's it feel being the coach of the Wildcats? Uh, you know, you got their job with Bethune-Cookman, and what's it mean to you personally? What's it mean to you to put, put your step on the Bethune program now, being that you're a Daytona guy, been there for 18 years, now you get to put your step on this program here and make some waves down there in Central Florida with, for the Wildcats now? You know what? It's it, it's honestly. I know it sounds cliche, but it, it's a dream come true. Um, you know, to be to be a Division One head coach is is obviously a dream that I think all young coaches have. Um, but to do it at a faith based institution in your hometown, uh, I just don't know that it gets a whole lot better. I get chills. I, I pinch myself to make sure that this dream hasn't ended yet. So um, it's been a crazy transition, but but it really is a dream to be in my hometown at a institution I watched growing up, and now I get a chance to hopefully help lead this program. Uh, to some some areas that we've we've never been. Now, Coach, not only uh, is this your first Division One job in your hometown, but you're also going to be the third youngest Division One coach next season. So, does that have any special meaning to you, uh, having success, the success that you're having at such a young age? You know, it, it's it's just humbling. I mean, it, it's it's absolutely a blessing to be, uh, you know, the third youngest head coach. Um, but but I think. You know, we all try to put ourselves in positions to earn opportunities, and, and some guys are fortunate to get one before the other. And, um, you know, I think we've got to make sure we put the right staff around us, and our administration is great uh, taking a chance on, on a young guy. So um, it, it is special, though, because I think some guys work, work their tails off their entire career and don't get that opportunity. Um, so we're going to treat it very precious, and, and uh, we're going to do a great job for the Wildcats. And Coach, uh... How much transition do you think is going to be for you going from JUCO to D1? I know that the level, the, the coaching-wise probably won't be as much of a transition, but for, for us, coaching JUCO guys, the D1 guys, recruiting D1 guys, JUCO guys, how's your transition going to go for you, Coach? And what's the things you're going to do kind of to curb that transition, make it easier for you going forward and your upcoming new, new staff going forward as well? Yeah, that, that's a great question, and, and, you know, I've been asked that frequently. And, um, you know, fortunately, I don't know, uh, a lot of people don't know, I grew up in a basketball household. So my dad is, is a current Division II head coach, and he's, you know, he's won over 650 games. Uh, so I've been very fortunate to learn, you know, how to build a program from the ground up. And then I was, uh, I was actually a Division One assistant at Campbell University under Robbie Lang. So I'm going to be able to use, I think, some of those – uh, experiences and then also getting to be a head coach for four years. I think the transition, you know, obviously re- relearning the rules and, and, and the lay of the land. Um, but I think it's a, it's a formula of you come in, you work your tail off and you treat people the right way. Uh, you're honest and, uh, you build relationships with people on campus and, and the student athletes as well. And I don't think that changes at any level. Yes, indeed coach. And I'll tell you what, uh, when it comes to recruiting, Coach, uh, what kind of guys you want to target to bring into your program, man? Yeah, well, we've, we've got a lot of work to do right now. Um, you know, we, we've got five or six available spots, and uh, we're going to be guys that, that are two things. They're, they're great people, uh, and they're great players. And that sounds like a very, very simple thing to say, uh, but we'll be very active on the, on the junior college market. Uh, we'll be very active on, on the transfer market, and we'll be very active on the high school um, scene. It's just right now we're we're trying to evaluate so many different th- things uh, because with with the guys graduating and and you know at this today's transfer um, age we we've got a lot of holes to fill so I think we're going to use our contacts and our networking where we'll look for some uh, you know immediate fixes but we also want to get in, in into the grassroots and and really try to build this thing from the ground up using high school kids. 
And then a culture and people watch your team play this season, Coach. What do you want them to take away from watching you guys play and watching you guys perform every night and actually out there dates on representing the Wildcats? Yeah, I think, you know, they're, they're going to see guys that love to defend, they love to rebound, they love playing with each other. Um, and, you know, it sounds – those are three things that, that we are going to uh, enforce every single day. You know, you're going to have to defend, you're going to have to rebound, but uh, you're also going to have to love passing the ball. You're going to love playing with your teammate. When someone makes a great play, you're going to go over there and you're going to slap his hand, and when someone comes off the floor, you know, you're going to stand up and greet him and, and, and get fired up for someone else's uh, success, which I think sometimes is tough to do with uh, young people specifically. Uh, but that's something that we're going to demand, and, and I think it's an important piece to having these guys all on the same page and, and put out a winning product. Well, Coach, you make mention to a winning product, and I think that that's a huge thing for the community. You're able to put that out there, and especially if you're able to do it as a young coach. I think that's something that would really galvanize the community, the university, and I'm interested to know how you feel those two things play off of each other. You know, the, the community as a whole – and the, the basketball program itself, um, how do you explain that interaction between the two? Because the, the, the student, faculty, community group feeds the team when they're on the court, and I think the team feeds, you know, vice versa. There's a, there's a, a, a relationship between those two, and how does that work for you as a coach? Um, how do you try to tap into that energy? Yeah, I think you just hit it right on the head. Those those things go hand in hand. I mean, they, they are – uh, they're what a lot of these relationships are built upon. Um, I think we've, you know, obviously I just started my first official day on Monday, um, but the amount of support that we've had on campus and in the community just from, you know, local media outlets and um, our newspapers, our, our, our radios, um, the, the, the buzz has been great. So I think we've got some people initially excited, um, but, but now we've got to find a way to get the right student athletes in here where we can create that culture and uh and and build a winning foundation so you know i've been been very honest it's going to take some time it's going to take patience uh but but i am a firm believer that we're going to do it the right way and we're going to put a product that this community this campus um and this institution can be extremely proud of and and i think those relationships you know growing up here um will, will you know grow to even bigger uh you know bigger relationships than than this than we've had before from the men's basketball and our community and, and coach, just to, to kind of dovetail off that a little bit, you know, some of the coaches and individuals who've had the greatest impact on you during your coaching career, who would those people be and what type of impact did they have on you to, to put you in the position that you're in today? Sure. I think, you know, the first one I'd have to say would be, you know, uh, my dad and my mom, uh, because my dad is a college coach that's been doing it for um, shoot, I guess over, over 30 years now um, and, and growing up watching um, you know, him, just the way he treats my mother and, and the way that uh, she's our rock, those would be the first two. But in terms of coaching, uh, actual guys that have helped me in a major, major way, uh, the first one would be Coach Robbie Lang that was my former boss at, at Campbell. You know, gave me a great opportunity as a young 25-year-old to be on a Division One staff as an assistant. Um, and then one of my best friends who I consider, uh, you know, one of the best minds and one of the best people in basketball is a guy named Brian Berg who's down at Texas Tech. Um, right now with, with Chris Bird, um, two guys that have been directly influential um, in helping me cr- progress as a, as a coach, but, but also as a person and, and really helping me understand uh, the college basketball business.
And coach, we always curious about non conference scheduling, talk to coaches about how they wanna go about non conference scheduling. It's probably already done for you for the most part for next year now, coach. Now, I know that Tony has a question for you, coach. Are you gonna play a home and home with Emory Riddle and play your dad? You gonna get that game on the schedule as well? <laughs> I uh <laughs> we are not going to do that that, that game uh right now. You know, our schedule's primarily set and uh it, it we got a challenging one. We don't have a lot of home games and, and you know, we're on that road for almost a month or two at a time with a couple home games snuck in. So uh, we've got to work to try to get a couple more home games here in the next, next, you know, probably month or so. But um, I do not right now see any, any home and home with Embry Riddle in the near future. Now coach BCU said that you smashed all non-football Twitter records the day of the announcing of your hiring. Okay. So are you as big as the boss man on social media Okay, and, and how do you plan on using social media to market the program and garner the interest in Bethune-Cookman? I'm going to tell you, the boss man's pretty big on social media, so just just be careful where you go with the answer on that question. Well, you know, I'm, I'm nowhere at his level, but I do see a major <laughs> – that's a, that's a different type of level we got to get to, you know. So, so that's what I'm shooting for. But um, you, you know what's great? We have a uh, – we we have a athletic communications and and uh, you know I'm, I know I'm saying their name wrong. I'm getting a chance to to meet everyone on campus, but our sports marketing department the the, the things they do for our institution is is at an extremely high level. So my social media uh, game right now is just okay. I'm a work in progress, but I do think it's a huge huge part in recruiting and building your brand and and, and getting um, getting your name and your institution out there in in a positive manner. So I'm going to work very closely with our with our creative team. And uh, they've already helped me uh, just with uh, trying to create a brand as the head men's basketball coach at Bethune-Cookman. So I'm far away from the boss man, but, hey, I'm, I'm letting you know we're on your trails, though. Well, well, coach, okay. I just, got well, <laughs> there's a little difference, though. i got to point out to Coach. You know, your, your uh, Twitter fame, JR, really has to do with the fact that you like to, to you know, try to pick up women on Twitter where Coach is actually using <laughs> Okay. He's actually doing good, good works with it. You know, he's using it for positive. You're using it for evil. So there's a big difference. Big difference. Coach. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it works though, doesn't it? It, it still works. I'm I'm very well taken care of, brother. Thank yeah, you, John. John's a mess, coach. I was listening to him. He's crazy. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Hey, coach. I tell you what, man. Hey. I'm excited for you, Coach. You got me pumped up. I want to come down and see you guys play. You've been an Orlando guy. I want to come down to Orlando and come down and see you in Daytona, Coach. I tell you what, I wish you all the luck, Coach. I look forward to having you on the show again in the future. If you play a team in Georgia, let me know. We'll definitely get you on for that as well. And we'll definitely promote that for you, Coach. Help you build that brand so you can get a little – get on my level. Coach, I want you to be up with me on the same Twitter game as I am, Coach. I want to get you up there and me with the flaw of all the kind I got, Coach. So we'll definitely help you out with that, man, too. You know what? Uh, I, I got two things for you. I'm about to follow you right now on Twitter so I can see how it's done. And then uh, we actually do, you know, right now we're, we're, uh, we're, we're supposed to play Georgia Tech and Kennesaw up, up that way. Nice. Um, so don't have those dates or anything yet, but, but we, um, we should be up in that Atlanta, Atlanta area. Coach, I'll make sure to have you on before both games. I'll make sure I'm there to see you play Coach Skinner and, and my guy, Coach Pass. And I tell you what, those two are my good buddies in town. So, before the I'll see you guys compete against one another. So, hopefully, you do it like a, fr- a Friday, Sunday, or Saturday, Thursday, Saturday. That'd be great, Coach, if you can pull that off. Perfect. <laughs> that sounds great. We'll, we'd be happy to do it. You see, Coach, he's trying to fit you into his social calendar already. <laughs> this is how this guy I works. love it. I love it. The more, the better. 
<laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, Coach. Well, thank you for your time, Coach. And I'll tell you what, man, you have a great day, man. Look forward to doing the game real soon. Guy, me and John, both pumped up here, Coach. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me on, and, and, and I'm excited to be a Wildcat. So thanks again. Yes, indeed. Uh, Coach, uh, Coach Ryan Ritter in the Boss Man Show. Come on, this is Grant McCaslin, North Texas, after the break. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at DraftA Consultants. The concept is a simple one. DraftA Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. DraftA Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. 
Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
at North Texas uh, on the phone, and and they just said, hey, there's some interest in in in, uh, in getting together and looking at you know the possibility of, with this job being open, and and so you know from there it just seems like things go so fast. Uh, you know Sunday, uh, I talked to our administration, and Monday morning, you know we were we were trying to figure out what we were doing and and uh whether we would go back or, or go to north texas having had the opportunity and and uh you know ultimately having having family close and having an opportunity to build a program you know that close to home with the potential that we have was was just too much uh to turn down and coach, uh, looking at the, at the Dallas area and Texas as a whole, you gotta love the building your program. But all the players in Texas that you can go after, you know, right there in state, you gotta love how the, the plethora of guys you can pick from the bigger roster from from one through thirteen or fifteen. How many you want to have on your roster? You, you gotta love the fact that all those guys are right there at your disposal to go get the right North Texas to play. Oh, uh, I mean, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a better. Uh, location for basketball players. I mean, the biggest deal now is just trying to make sure you can keep them in the state because there's so many good ones. And, uh, you know, I think you're, you're go, you can go at it from all different kind of angles. You can get uh, high school players. You can get Division One transfers that can come back and want to come back uh, home that maybe didn't work out somewhere. Or you can get uh, junior college transfers because junior college basketball is in the state is great. You know, my whole staff either played high school, coached junior college in the area, uh, you know, so we, we've got, we've got uh, you know, a good, a good mix of, of uh, experience on our staff that has great relationships. And then, uh, you know, ultimately, I think at this level, you got to do it, uh, you know, with transfers and with high school players and with junior, junior college guys. So, uh, you know, what a great location to, to do it all. And that's got to make it so much easier, in a sense, for you to, to to build a strong roster and build a strong program is having all those resources available to you. Have you had a chance yet to sit down, um, you know, with your staff and kind of kind of game plan how you're going to attack all those different areas? Because while it might be a blessing on one side, it does present a challenge in the fact that you have to then kind of market yourself to all those different groups of players. Correct. Yeah, I mean, but I think the blessing is, you know, I think it would be a daunting task if you weren't in the area. But, I mean, I spent five years as a, as an assistant at Baylor. And, you know, prior to that, I was a Division two head coach in an hour from North Texas. And then I was a junior college coach in West Texas for five years and played in the state at Baylor. And just being centrally located and recruiting and being an assistant at Baylor, I think, gave us a good idea of, know how not to get overwhelmed with the process and just make sure we know what fits our program i think that's the key is we don't want to just accumulate talent we want to literally build a roster and build a team based off what our strengths and needs are and i think you know you got to be able to have relationships with guys where you can be honest with them i mean you can't you can't just make everybody seem like they're number one priority and I think that's the difficult part in living in areas like this is you just got to be as honest as you can and be as diligent as you can in making decisions and then moving forward you got to be willing to live with them Uh, but I do know this there's unbelievable coaches high school coaches AAU coaches in this area and so you know we'll we'll make sure and rely on our relationships guys 
can tell but we don't have to necessarily see everything with our own eyes but it does give you a huge advantage because you can get out and and make those assessments quickly and know who you want and coach how pumped you to get a chance to coach and work with and grow the games of ryan woodridge and aj lawson's how those guys make you feel to coach those two young men and, and go to their games and get this program built the way you want to build going forward oh i mean I, I just got out of the gym with them a little bit earlier today, and I'm telling you, that's that's the blessing, and that was the blessing we had at Arkansas State because we took over and had the had the had two great guards in Devin Carter and Dante Thomas that were that were seniors, and and we didn't step in to two seniors. I mean, we stepped into two freshmen that were you know uh, all freshman team type guys and freshman of the year. Uh, players in AJ, you know, Ryan was freshman of the week a couple times, and AJ was all freshman. Uh, so I mean, averaging 14 a game, and Ryan averaging nine, and Ryan leading them in assists. I mean, we we really have a talented young roster, uh, and I, I I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be coaching those two guys. And we've already spent some time with them in the gym, and they're hardworking guys. They're team first players, and so I'm telling you, we could. We could really be good uh, quicker than I think people think because of their experience as freshmen. Now, Coach, as far as I can tell, a couple of your calling cards uh, from a coaching standpoint are being able to defend at a high level and play with pace while scoring in transition. So will you be able to get on the court with the guys on the roster before the semester ends to kind of lay that groundwork out for what you want them to be, the type of team you want them to be going forward? No, not really, to be honest. I think our, our main focus is just to get to know them and really work skill development this spring. And then hopefully when we get into the summer and we get those eight weeks and we can get our, our newcomers in there, then we'll try to introduce more team things. I think more than anything, we want them to get a feel for us and you know, just to understand the energy and the effort that we want them to compete with us every day. And, and then get to know them. I think that's probably a vital part of what we've been able to do is spend time with them in the weight room and spend time with them, you know, on the court doing skill development. And then we can really concern ourselves with the team things when we get to June and start fresh when we get a majority of the, the newcomers on campus in addition to the, the guys on the current roster. And, Coach, look at the Conference USA and look at the league as a whole. Uh, what are you feeling about the league coming to this league now? And do you feel like the league can once again become a multiple big lead? I know Kramer Davis going out, came on the show and said, talked about how he feel like they could have been seen a little bit higher in the tournament. He wants to see conference had to get it, become a national brand and more people to respect the conference. So, what do you feel about his comments about that, and how can you can help in that regard? Maybe it's the league a multiple big league once like it used to be back in the day. Well, so many factors involved in that process. You know, I know the depth of the Sun Belt leaving that league. I mean, that was tremendous. There weren't any bad teams in that league. Everybody had a chance to win on every night. Um, and, you know, I think we just got to do our part. I mean, the only thing I can do is what we can control. And, you know, I think at the end of the year, if you looked at our, eight, uh, our RPI numbers, were like we were 337. And I'm just talking about North Texas. And we took over at, at Arkansas State, and they were 290 the year before, and we ended up, you know, in the 120s after being in the top 100 all year long. We had a slide down the stretch, you know, and I, I hope to make a similar jump, you know, I mean, and then we can do our part to help the league become better. 
and then just try to keep getting better every year. I mean, big picture-wise, I do know that the top half, the, the Conference USA, is you know could be one of the best leagues in the country. Uh, just there's good basketball tradition in a lot of the schools. Um, and then there's been success winning in the NCAA tournament uh, in our league. Uh, so, you know, you know that there are teams that are obviously capable of winning games in the NCAA tournament out of our league. I just think that the overall depth of our league you know, we need to improve the bottom team so that it can allow the teams at the top to have, you know, better RPI numbers. And hopefully we'll do our part uh, being as low as we were last year and make a big jump and improve the league. And that's the only thing I'm really concerning ourselves with. Now, Coach, uh, our, our final question is we're taking it away from the, the, the basketball court, away from the university. Based on the strength of the cheerleading squad, JR is a huge Cowboys fan, okay? Loves the cheerleaders. <laughs> really the only reason he likes the team. Where do your pro football allegiances lie, sir? Oh, now we're talking. Hey, so so I grew up, I went to high school a mile from the old Texas stadium. And the Cowboys are actually a partner with North Texas. So they have a partnership with us, and it's America's team your university. It's one of the only partnerships that a NFL franchise has with a university in the, in the, uh, in the country. So that's an awesome advantage for us. So I'll be a Cowboys fan till I die. Uh, one of our former players, as you know, Rico gathers from Baylor is on the roster. Uh, so I got a personal rooting interest for him. And then it's a hometown deal for me growing up right down the street from their games, hearing them from my house. Uh, so I'm a Cowboys fan through and through. Hey, Coach, hopefully you can come to Atlanta when the Cowboys play the Falcons. I'm hoping it's an early September game. <laughs> you can come out and make it to see the new, the new stadium we have in Atlanta. That new Mercedes-Benz stadium, this cost $1.75 billion, Coach, but I prefer Jerry World myself. I'll tell you a quick story, Coach. When the Cowboys played the Falcons two years ago, I wore my Cowboy polo. On the sideline, I didn't now care. Talking. <laughs> I did not care. The fact was like, what's wrong with you, man? I said, I'm a cowboy fan. I didn't work with you all, but I'm a cowboy fan. I'm like, throw up the X days, baby. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yes. And Josh, it's a t- hey, Coach, you heard my, my friend's song called Cowboy for Life Coach by In My Soul. You heard that song before? Uh, say that again. Have you, you heard, heard a song by my buddy In My Soul, a Cowboy for Life? Yeah. Are you yeah. going to sing it for me? John Will. <laughs> don't, know. don't ask him to sing it, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's, that's my that's my buddy, Coach. In my, so it's one of my buddies, man, I'll tell you. I love his song. They used to be uh, our show theme song when the Cowboys win. That's what we play to come on the air is I'm a Cowboy for Life. So that's what we play. I love it. <laughs> so, yes. I love it. See, John thought he was going to joke, joke on me, Coach, but he messed up. Didn't realize we was both cowboy fans. See, John, you can't get me, brother. You can't do I it. I should have, I should have known. Yeah, I known John. Better. Hey, John, they got, they got flipped on you pretty quick, man. Yeah, I'm used to it. I, I live with, uh, I got three daughters, and uh, you know, I, I'm used to getting things flipped on me real quick. So <laughs> it's all and good. And Coach, he's a Browns fan. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, though that's a rough life. <laughs> Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Coach. But it's it's cool. I get to hang out with some winners like you guys. You know, I, I get to kind of glom onto your success, so it's okay. Hey, well, I'm not I'm not hating on the Browns. There's some, my former Baylor Bears that joined the rosters at time, man. So I'm not I'm not. Uh, hey, I'm just proud. I'm proud of having a partnership with the Cowboys at North Texas, and and uh, you know, hopefully we can start 
not only uh, like you being a Browns fan, you can hang out with us Cowboy fans. Hopefully, as, as North Texas mean green, we can kind of get some of that mojo from the Cowboys and, and have a uh, have a turn and get us some get us some excitement in Denton, Texas. Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, uh, I came together, Coach, and I appreciate your time tonight, Coach. And I'll tell you what, man, I, I knew we had it together. We were both cowboy men. John messed up, Coach. I look forward to having you on again <laughs> in the future, Coach, and we talk about your team when you play the team supposed to hit of Georgia here. I love it, man. Anytime, anytime uh, you'd love to have me on, I'd love to be on. Appreciate right. the time, fellas. All right, Coach, have a good one. Folks, it's Grandma Kelsey here on the Boss Man Show. <laughs> all your photo video and voiceover needs check out the fine folks blu-ray productions they will take good care of you if you don't believe me you can see for yourself check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv the facebook page blueberry productions also a vimeo page a youtube page and it's blueberry b-l-u-b-e-r-r-y prod on twitter check them out today blueberry productions great people great work great service Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24.
or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. JR the Boss Man Show. We've had a great show for you today. We're joined by Matt Figure of Austin P. We were joined by Ryan Riddle of Bethune Cookman and Grant McCaslin of North Texas Mean Green. Now, joined for my, by my man from Metro New York, covering the New York Knicks, the train wreck that they are. I'll answer him by Phil Jackson in a second. My man, Tony T Bone Williams. What's good, Bone? Hey, man, not much. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Playoff time is here. The Hawks and the Wiz. Looking forward to that series starting on Sunday. I'm glad to play out here, man. So exciting. The Hawks are in it. And I will see if uh, my buddy and I get the job done for the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I know y'all are friends again, but I don't see good things in, in, in this series. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the Hawks at least go to six games at least. <laughs> At least six. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah I get three <laughs> extra paychecks. All about the paychecks, Bone. Three extra oh, paychecks. Good. I hear you. <laughs> I haven't had a playoff paycheck in about four years. I, I understand. Those, those Knicks, man, are killing me. And speaking of your Knicks, we're getting the ball support, Bone. Phil, to, Phil said that pretty much told Carmelo to let the dog at the door hit him with a good one with him, pretty much. He wants yeah. him gone. He should go elsewhere. Do you feel Carmelo may just pull that mob boss move and keep and stay there so just to spite Phil, or he'd be amicable to a trade to maybe the Cavs, the Clippers, or somewhere where one of his buddies play at to maybe chase the ring, maybe Miami even. You think he'll do that, Bone? Well, that's Melo's preference to go to a winning team like that, but like Phil said today, he wants a significant bounty in return, and there's no team that's good that's going to give up any good pieces for, for, you know, for Carmelo Anthony. I don't see it happening. I mean, unless Melo says, you know what, I'm going to go with that team, and if the Knicks get back whatever kind of you know assets, that's fine. I'll go there. But I can't see any team giving up any star players for you know in return. I hear that. And folks, I tell you what, Phil Jackson in Boston because Phil Jackson to me, bone for gets the ball support is that. He spent his whole year being petty in the media, being petty with Carmelo trying to send him like these subliminal messages rather than talk to the man himself or, or making him meet with him later or having intermediaries and stuff. So I'm like, Phil got a quiet extension. You think Phil Jackson deserves to get the extension? Should he just go on and go to Montana and retire and get back with Jeannie Buss but get out of the neutralization <laughs> fast as he can? Well, there's no way that Phil's going to turn down an extra two, extra two years of almost free money because he hasn't done anything to earn it yet. So, I mean, it's all free, for him. It's just, just free money coming in. So I can't see him ever saying, you know what, I want to quit before my time is up. Phil's going to be here for at least two more years, and then we'll see. Uh, like I said, I, I can't ever see Phil just saying, you know what, I'm giving all this money up. <laughs> I hear that. 
Now, folks, if I go to the boss report in their bone, I know you ain't done the boss report. I looked at the records. You ain't done one in three years. But do you, do you remember wow. the crazy stuff we used to have on the boss report, man? <laughs> some, it, it has come back some, but as you said, it's been a long time. <laughs> well, man, get ready. Because, folks, <laughs> you've been waiting on it. It's time. I'm waiting three years. It's time for it. It is here. It is the boss report. And <laughs> Bone, our first story of the day is this. You're gonna, this is crazy. We have a Texas man is arrested after launching footballs from the balcony of a church doing Palm Sunday service to shut the pastor up. Wait a minute. He's arrested for, for, for talking football? Yes, from the balcony of the church doing Palm Sunday <laughs> service to shut the pastor up. But it, isn't football king? I thought like <laughs> in football, I thought I, I thought Texas it was God right after it's football. So it's like only one and one a. So it, I, I, to me, it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Exactly, because God put whole Texas stadiums. He's looking at the Cowboys, see his favorite team play. That's right. <laughs> and you know that if it was Romo, the target we missed. So <laughs> so I guess it's probably why they're upset. Exactly. And we got a casino story here for you. A Florida gambler is arrested after bidding down casino management after denying him a $100,000 jackpot because his friend pushed the button rather than him. Oh, yeah, I heard that story. Now, see, I don't understand that. I mean, I know rules are rules in casinos. So what they should have done, though, was collaborate, you know, because if his friend pushed the button... Why not give him you know, a little cut on the side? So to, to have him, you know, and not get money at all, hey, I mean, a beatdown is a beatdown. For hundred grand, I, I kind of understand that. Exactly. I was going split it up by 50-50-50, but, hey, my man wanted the whole hundred, <laughs> beat that management down to a pup. <laughs> so, you know. I, I, I understand. I understand because, you know what, money brings out evil in all of us sometimes. I, I understand, man. You know what? It was a hundred grand in his pocket, and then you know it's out of pocket. So I understand exactly. And we have a we have Oklahoma women wearing thunder gear arrested after taking toddlers on a crime spree to show them that quote Ghostbuster walk. <laughs> Did I miss that memo bone about the Ghostbuster walk? <laughs> that. That is about as odd as I've ever heard a story out of OKC. But I will say this, to expand on that, there is a rumor that I've heard over the years by the Knicks that there is a certain hotel in OKC that is haunted. And certain Knickerbockers would not stay in a hotel overnight. If they're playing the Thunder on the road that night, they will not stay in a certain hotel because of the ghost factor. That's true. That's true. I've heard it from, from Hawk players, too. That's true. <laughs> I know for a fact because Eddie Curry, when he was on the Knicks, he said he would never stay in the hotel in OKC because there are too many ghosts in there. <laughs> exactly. That is so true. That, that, the Hawks have told me it, and Grizz players have told me the same exact thing. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> yeah. And this is really wild, Bone. Florida woman arrested after smoking crack doing labor and leaving her newborn in the backyard. You know what? Once the grip calls you, it gets a hold of you. That's why it's called the grip. But once it gets a hold of you, everything else comes secondary. Babies, life, marriage, everything comes secondary after that thing gets a hold of you. 
it's, a, it's, it's almost sad to laugh at it, but it, it, it's Florida. So Florida is pretty much its own kind of world. So, yeah. Exactly. And we have <laughs> a British man is trying to get out of a deal after claiming he was drunk when he bought a lot of land in Arkansas online. My question, Bone, is this. When did you, you start buying property online without going to see it? Yeah, buying property online, uh, Arkansas, all that together it doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, no offense to anyone listening from Arkansas. No offense. I'm not trying to. Not, I, I try to clown y'all, but the whole story just sounds real suspect to me. <laughs> Very much so. This story right here is suspect for many reasons. Watch this: drunken Florida teacher arrested. After being desperate for Waffle House and getting 14-year-old student, she just topped off to take her to get some after class. Hey, Waffle House is, you know what? i tell you what. I'm from Jersey. The, the nearest Waffle House for me is in Pennsylvania. So I understand the power and lore of Waffle House. So I, I can't be too mad at that because anytime I go down south and visit my, my, all my, my family down south, Waffle Houses love me, so I, I can't really clown the whole Waffle House scenario because I, I don't want to appear so bad. Now, this is something you have to be careful about, Bond. I don't know if you do reviews or not, but please be careful. Keep your takes to yourself. A Massachusetts man was sued over a negative Yelp review and now must pay $34,000 for defamation charges and liable charges for, for putting out a review that was horrible, which cost his business over a hundred thousand dollars worth of sales, man. So he got fined on top of that. So he, wow. I tell you what, this is why I don't mess with all that Yelp stuff. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want to put everything, anything in writing. I don't want anything to come back to me in, in that way. That's a lot of money, man. I'm sorry. It, it, you know, even your own business, that's still a lot of money, is it not? Very much so. A lot of money. Oh, hundred thousand <laughs> sales. Woo. Even if you have money, it's a lot of money. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And back to Florida. <laughs> Florida man's arrested after being seen jumping off bridge into the river with stolen sausages and getting, getting across the river with the sausage still in, in tow. Sausage party. I tell you what, this is like our seventh story, and half of them are in Florida. So enough said pretty much what happens in Florida. What happens in Florida doesn't stay in Florida, it gets, it gets national news. Florida, like I said, is, it, is its own country on its own. It's amazing. Exactly. We got more from there coming up, too, Bone. And Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Virginia man is arrested after attacking a gas station manager with a hammer after having to take a dump, and the bathroom was nasty as hell. Well, first of all, trying to take a dump in the gas station bathroom, you know, said... Second of all, is it really too coin to say hammer time? And, and thirdly, I mean, what, what do you think? Of course it's going to be disgusting in there. Of course it's going to be grimy and gritty. It's a gas station bathroom. Exactly. Rest stops, <laughs> gas stations, uh, restaurants are not good for bathrooms to use unless you just have to. Unless you just <laughs> exactly. explode and you can't go any further. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and even then, it's like head or tails between side of the road or the actual bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of the same thing, watch this. Florida man is arrested <laughs> after defiling washing machine at Soapy's coin laundromat with, quote, 
unnatural body fluids and exposing himself oh. to other customers. Oh, so, oh, so he, <laughs> again, preference is Florida alert, Florida alert. But, oh, I mean, what is he, what is he deposit? Depo- oh, deposit. I don't, listen, I have a young kid at home and he's the other, other right now hanging out. I don't want to talk too loudly and have him hear these kind of stories. This is not, that's just nasty, ball uh, man. I, I don't understand what people think. And again, Florida, its exactly. own nation. <laughs> exactly. And this is the story that this of 2017. I must say, California woman falls off bridge while trying to take a selfie for Snapchat. <laughs> you know what? This is funny because I heard this story. I think today, uh, actually, and my son's watching it with me on TV. And his exact words were, that's what you get. Now, I say, you know what? Let's have the compassion for the young lady. But he's kind of <laughs> right. I mean, what, I mean, what are you doing? In this day and age, uh, everything has to be selfies and put out there on uh, social media. I mean, really, if, if I was president, I would pass common sense laws. And if you're taking a selfie near the edge of a bridge and you fall over, that is definitely going to be on you. Exactly, and she got what she deserved. Luckily, she she did, she did survive. She got what she deserved, though, for doing that. Yeah. And back to Florida. Florida oh, man dude. arrested for setting car on fire to collect the insurance payout. Oh, see, that, that right there is a Florida thing, but you know what? I'm from Jersey, and I know a lot of different scammers in my area that would try the same thing. You know, it's like that, that, that scene in Goodfellas. We had a restaurant, and it was going belly under. You know what? He's setting off fire as Kessie as, as tried to do his, his restaurant. So you know what? That's not really part of That's a pretty much a thing up here, too, I see Jersey. So I can't really judge it too much harshly on this, this story. But again, it's still Florida, and Florida is its own country. Exactly. And we have a Kentucky college student oh. arrested after faking cancer. Scam supporters to have oh. enough money to get a bank loan to build a nightclub and a drug house. Are you serious? See, this is this is when I have I start losing faith in all humanity. When you hear something like this, that that is so deplorable and disgusting. And I mean, to think it, to think that kind of serious uh, illness, disease, that's horrible. But to try to use it to go hang out with your your buddies and go clubbing and you know, uh, I yeah, I'm exasperated. I'm boss now. I'm exasperated, and sometimes I hate humanity. I do as well, and. <laughs> I hate this man right here for many reasons right here. Florida man is arrested <laughs> after attempting to smuggle 59 heroin wraps and phones up his butt. Where's he been oh. doing to fit up his butt? And he was going to sell in front of the YMCA. YMCA means there are children around, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, how big is your backside? I mean, I, how are you able to hide that much content <laughs> but again again it's, it's florida I, I oh i tell you these stories get worse and worse boss man i tell you that it's been three years and they've gotten worse since we did three years ago man it's got worse they definitely they've gotten worse and, and you know I'm, I'm raising a child in this world and sometimes i just cringe at it man if we got two more to go italian man 
is arrested after cutting off former best friend's junk with a power saw after catching him laying the wood to his pregnant wife in his man cave. You know what? As a married man and a man who protects my family, uh, you know what? I'm not going to come down too hard on my Python buddy, but that's a harsh way to get back at someone, man. That That is... That's worse than like something you see in Saw, pun intended. Yeah, like you took the man's junk off. I'm like, you took you took away his manhood for life. I need that. <laughs> I mean, you can beat my ass, you can chop me or stab me, but don't cut my junk off. I need that. That, that. that is that is harsh where they go, and I, I'm sure they're probably no longer friends anymore. I'd imagine. No. And, and, and <laughs> no, if you cut me off, you're not my friend no more. And he I'm literally sure cut him Italian off. Italian yeah. ain't friends no more. I'm pretty sure of it. Literally cut him off, definitely. And the final story there in the boss report bonus is Florida, of course. Florida oh. man is arrested after blaming his arrest on faulty legal advice he got from Wikipedia. Ha! You know what? <laughs> Far too many times when you go online... And you believe everything that's on online. You know what? People do that. People believe what they want to believe online. You know what? But, hey, God bless them for trying and, and trying to get some legal counsel for free. Because, you know, it's out there. It's free. So why not check, check legal counsel on your own? But, again, it's Florida and it's its own country. Exactly. So, Bone, it's been three years, man. What is your take on today's ball support, man? Well, one... Florida is its own country. <laughs> Two, if you're going to cheat, don't cheat against your Python buddy because he'll cut you off, literally. And, and three, you need a big enough booty <laughs> for <laughs> contraband. I, 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 don't know what, I don't know where to go further from that one. But he, he hit it in the booty. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, this week's Boston Report here on the Boston Man Show, BostonRadioShow.com, Boston Radio Network. We are out. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. 
That's www.draftdayconsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The baby album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.